What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza. Not we. We are not Buffalo Pizza, but Picasso's is Buffalo uh, Pizza. Yes, I am. I'm pizza. <laughs> I am pizza. Spence's Pizza. Shipping local <laughs> nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. Welcome, everybody. Uh, my name is Joe Miller. I'm the uh, co-host of this here wonderful show. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wire. That guy sitting next to me right over there, right over there. And we're wearing like the same color shirts. Like, like we got the memo. This is black. You're like dark gray. Mine's okay. charcoal. And don't ruin my don't ruin my vibe. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. You're right. We're wearing the same color shirts. <laughs> we got we got the we got the memo today. Jay Spencer King, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Dude, I was in the car for six hours, so I got to, I put a tweet out, um, and you know already, uh, but they, I had a, con- not a conference, I had a trade show in Toronto, and got to go to Toronto today, um, the border is officially open, I had a bunch of people that were like on Twitter, is the border open? Like, and I'm like, the border yeah, is open, I got open. there, like, there was no line, so I got there at 6.30 in the morning, there was no line. Uh, I was in can 20 minutes from leaving my front step. I was in Canada headed to Toronto. Now the drive to Toronto sucked bad three hours from that point to get like the traffic was nightmarish wow. and coming home. Same thing, but it was great to see Canada, Toronto, or I should say Canada never looked so beautiful. Like it's been a long time since I've been able to, I haven't been, to, I haven't been to Toronto in probably 20 years since before I moved to Columbus. So oh, uh, man, you'd be missing it, man. You got to go to yeah. Caravana. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you got to, you got to party. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you this sidebar. We talked about this at lunch today. Um, you know me and you and I talk offline and we've talked, I think online, I am the forever promoter of the buffalo waterfront and that something needs to be done with our waterfront and you and i've talked a lot about it mm-hmm. and uh the weather in buffalo is remarkably similar to the weather in toronto oddly enough their waterfront is beautiful and they have one where people go and they hang out and like there's bike paths and stuff to do and stages like for concerts and like all kinds of like things on the waterfront i yeah. can't imagine why anybody would want to do that in the winter time in toronto because that's what i'm told about buffalo but that's sidebar for another day I, I will say and we don't have to get into it i will say toronto does have some things that buffalo doesn't have so i mean it makes it a little bit easier to to enjoy a full weekend of cold True. <laughs> I'm, just gonna say, <laughs> I'm just gonna say that i don't think you can but, enjoy a full weekend of cold but i know what you're it's saying tough. it's tough <laughs> it's, definitely it's, tough. tough. <laughs> it's definitely tough so uh we're gonna start the show right off we're gonna come off of, or we're coming off of a big win day there it is i wait it i wait I, it and I'm glad you did because I forgot everybody that's watching on YouTube live or Twitter or Facebook, please hump that like, as we like to say, subscribe, whatever platform you're on. Uh, if you're consuming this in podcast form, same thing, like it, subscribe it, uh, leave us a little, uh, what, what do they call it? Recommendation or leave a little thing there talking about how much you love Jay Spence and myself, but we are live on YouTube right now. Excited to have you whole bunch of people are up in the room and normally this is where we go through it, but there's all kinds of people up in there. Good to see all y'all. But uh, the big guy is in the room too. The big guy, John Fina. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. Uh, but uh, coming off of a, a a big, this is the first you and I have talked about the win. Uh, a big win in Baltimore that you were at, you attended, and uh, yeah, talk me through. I went through my emotions and I watched your show last night, but I don't know that I'm. Talk me through the emotions of the game, there, bro. 
Yeah, watching my show last night, you probably didn't get to fully because I was I was excited about Jordan being named player a defensive mm-hmm. AFC defensive player of the week, and then I was excited to talk to Stevie Johnson, oh, yeah. who's my personal favorite Buffalo Bill of all time. So right. it like it made it difficult for me to really talk about the game. But <laughs> I tell you, being at the game, so first and and I know there's a couple people I see in the comments who are there as well. I don't think the weather was as bad as like the media tried to make it. Mm. I feel like it, it was sprinkling. It was like it, there was never like a full downpour to me, you know, like I feel like we were supposed to get this really ugly storm that comes in and it was supposed to ruin everything. It didn't happen. So I feel like that played to our benefit. I don't mm. think the weather had anything to do with the Buffalo bills first half. I don't think I don't it had anything to do with us. Uh, like none of it. I think what ended up happening was, I think we came out and I think the whole team knew that it was a big game against a big team and a big time quarterback. And I just think they were, their emotions had them playing faster than, than, you know, their bodies were playing. So, uh, you know, I just think there was the, the drop passes and all those mistakes was just about, you know, the hype of the game. And once they, I just feel like once they went into the locker room at halftime, they're like, mm-hmm. okay, look, let's, let's, let's relax. <laughs> let's, let's play Buffalo bill football. And I think that's what they did. I just, and I think it's great that the Buffalo bills can do that and still win being down at 1.17 points. It was a very ugly moment. I'm sure mm. uh, some people saw me on the broadcast not yeah. looking too happy. Yeah. And it was a moment where I'm just like, what the hell is happening, man? Like, I, you can't make this up. I did the Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> you gotta <keep> my finger <laughs> in the point. Like, <laughs> I know those two you just, people. <laughs> you just can't make it. You know what? I, t- I tell you what, though, because I wish I wish they showed the full, like, like Dan Freddy was there and LaShawn. Mm. Deshaun, yeah. I think, was more pissed off than anybody. Like, I, like me and Sarah, Sarah and I both were ticked. Like, I, don't get me wrong, we were like, yeah, Deshaun, yeah. like he is a riot to yeah. be at a game with. I just want yeah. everybody. So, if you win a ticket with him, or if you get to hang with him, listen, Deshaun, he was screaming throughout the whole time. When I'm down, when we're down like that, I'm quiet, I'm mad, yeah. I'm in my feelings. Right. He's out there yelling. He's like, take him out to get. Like it was the, it was like just the most fun thing. <laughs> and and he's a, he's a great he's a great guy to be around during a game. And again, everybody saw Sarah's face. Sarah was not happy. <laughs> she so was you're not saying happy that Deshaun wears his emotions on his sleeve? I I, I find that hard to believe. His sleeve, oh, his sleeve, his hat, his his pants, his sneak, like everything, all his kicks, everything. He just wear, he's just like the most fun, emotionally passionate guy at a game. And it's he was like that in Miami, too. Just like he's just full of passion. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's committed to go to every game this season. Did he go to every game last year? I, I don't know. I believe he did. At least to my memory, I would think he did. But. Yeah, I know Sarah's in the chat. She's planning on going to every game this season, and she was there sitting next to you. She said she says that she was cold and pissed. So <laughs> apparently, she disagrees with you on the weather not being that bad. No, I didn't say the weather wasn't cold. I said the rain. Yeah, no, the rain didn't. <laughs> it was. It was drizzling. She said Lashawn was yelling at the side. He absolutely was. Like, he was yelling at the players. Just everything. He was yelling at everybody and everything. I was yelling too for a moment. I, I was yelling at Sean McDermott, like, "Yo, pay my guy Jordan." I called the poor. <laughs> I called the poor pick. I called the which pick. one? Just, which one? The one that uh, both of tipped? them. Both of them. No. Both of them. I called the. I called the first one, and then I ran up to the bathroom, and like, I like, I'm like, "Oh my god, I missed it!" But like, every when I came back, the Sean was like, oh, "You said it. You said it." It was. It was. It was great, man. Like, so, so to come back like that, it was. It was an emotional roller coaster. But I tell you what, it, it's for me. It was one of those games that I feel like Bills fans and the media. I feel like the media needed 
because yeah. it's one of those things where you know you believe in the team only as much as as you want until like yeah. for the preseason and then once they start to play and you see certain trends it's like uh okay they might not be who we thought they were yeah for josh to for josh to stand up like this and to bring this team back and to make those plays mm. listen he's big time forget what the guy on fs1 with the weird nose says forget him josh allen is him he is him <laughs> We we won't mention. I just watched his clip from. Need, <laughs> he, he makes me so mad. We don't need he to talk me. about it. Um, for I, I mean, I clearly you know spilled my guts on what I felt about the the first half and the whole game in general. And I got some negative comments uh, on YouTube and a couple messages. Some were like, "I totally feel you," and then I had a couple that were like, "I had to turn your show off because you were so negative." And it's like I told you. It was two different <laughs> games. The Bills played a different game in the first half than they did in the second half and stick around because the first half is going to be negative. The second half is going to be positive. Um, it was a, it was an incredible game. The what, it, what it comes down to is just the guts, right? The sheer, you know, and I asked John Fina about it on Monday, just this whole concept that we hear all the time about, oh, we're learning how to win and we got to learn how to win these games and learning this and learning that. And I just, I don't know. Just seeing, just seeing what they did coming back from 17 down where lit- literally the wheels were falling off. I think the best comment that I had about the game in the first half was it felt like 2018 Josh Allen. And what I meant by that was everybody was dropping the football. It felt like Zay Jones was out there, Kelvin Benjamin and Robert Foster. Those were his targets, and they just couldn't hold on to the football. I don't know that that first – Nick Wright oh, – I said his name. The guy with the funny nose talked about it in that thing. He said, you know, Josh Allen was horrible in the first half of that game. I disagree. He was hitting guys in the hands and the balls yeah. that weren't were getting tipped. Those weren't his it, it fault. Wasn't, it wasn't on Josh at all. And then even the Miami game, I, I feel like when, when guys like that speak about moments, they don't speak about it with context. Mm-hmm. And when you watch that throw from Josh Allen to Isaiah McKenzie in that game where he threw it into the dirt, yeah, that was not like that. That's not typical Josh Allen throwing into the dirt. That was dehydrated fourth quarter. Yeah. Like that, that was just like, yeah, but people, but I get it. You know, you need, you need, your uh, numbers and all that stuff from your views. I get it. You got to have the hate, but Pat it's Mahomes just... throws it in the dirt. Lamar Jackson throws it in the dirt. I've seen Tom Brady throw it in the dirt. I've seen Peyton Manning throw it in the dirt. They all do it. It was just a bad I've time. Seen everybody throw it in the dirt, right? You know, just, every quarterback. It's just one of those things. But the question is, uh, you know, being that it was a nail biter, what did we learn in this football game? For me, there might, we might, I mean, it was a, it was a good team as well. So they played a very, very good Ravens team. I know the defense is a little bit suspect. But I think we learned from this game that there might not be a deficit that's insurmountable for this football team. Like they can they can come back when they need to and they can borderline will themselves to win. What did what what are your feelings? What did you learn? What I've learned is that um I guess it's maybe not even a learn. It was just a like I was reaffirmed. Mm-hmm. Leslie Frazier should be a head coach. Agreed. That's what I took away from this. Um, last year, we got to see everything that Brian Dayball did that made him the one of the top candidates for for coaching over the summer. I think this year is it needs to be a media thing that goes around where we understand that Leslie Frazier is one of those coaches that he has a scheme that whether you have elite all pro talent like Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde and and Trey White back there, or if you have guys that are rookies coming, you have a rookie that I don't know if everybody understands how great Kyir Elam is playing. Like, I, I just I don't know if everybody understands how phenomenally this kid is playing. And I don't you know, this young man, he's not a kid. This, yeah, yeah. this guy is playing like he's lights out. 
He's yeah. lights out. And and the team that they put together, you, now you see Tremaine. I don't want to hear no more Tremaine hate. I've been saying that for two years, but now I'm really saying it. I'm going to shut you down if I hear any Tremaine hate. This guy is playing free. He's putting bodies on people. He's knocking people through the dirt. Like, yeah, this yeah. is what I needed. Like, he, he's he's putting people down. And yeah. Matt Milano, come on, man. That that goal line stop, let's yeah. get out. Come on, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, the, the defense played outstanding. I mean, when you consider the Bills, the offense didn't put them in a good position with the first Ravens drive, right? They get the ball inside the five or at the five or whatever. That was, you know, whatever. They gave up a touchdown. They gave up a field goal, and it was it was a it was a a situation of diminishing returns for that Ravens offense because the Bills defense basically just stiffened up. They went from breaking to bending, and then kind of breaking with a little bit of the field goals to they just housed them. Like by the by the second half, they shut them out completely. Um, that defense is is still playing at an enormous level. Um, we've talked about it. I've heard other people talk about it. The Bills are going up against some all-world players in the NFL. You know, when you talk about Cooper Cup, when you talk about, you know, week two in Tyree Kill, when you talk about, or no, week two, Derrick Henry, week three, Tyree Kill, week four, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. And they're the defense is doing its job. They're just shutting people down. They're doing what they have to do to, right, put the Bills on the right side. Now, the Miami game, we came up short, um, but that's a different conversation for a different day, but we've learned a lot about this football team, both from a gut standpoint, like the guts to win this game, to win games where they're down. And we've learned that that defense can be relied upon when the offense is not showing up. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just incredible to watch. It's, it's one of those things where you're excited, obviously going into the season, I feel like most people, because you got Josh and got Stefan Diggs, mm -hmm. and you like, you're excited about the offense and we know we have a good defense, but you're excited about fireworks offense. Mm -hmm. Man, I tell you what, man, I feel like the guys, the way I think Von Miller said it, and then I feel like this is what everybody is taking on now. I, I feel like the defense looks at their play as offense. Mm. Like they don't look at it like, you know, it's a they they want to have that flash and firework too. Like they're looking to yep. make big plays and they're looking to have fun. And and man, I tell you, it's just the second half. The first half I was I was a little you know, I wasn't I wasn't all there. But that second half, it's just, it was just so much fun to watch, man. The, the, the team is just I love it. I love everything about this team. Speaking of the first half versus the second half, let's talk a little bit real quick. Just, you know, what is going on? We'll call it first half woes. And it's funny because it, it's gone from third quarter woes where the Bills in 2020 couldn't do anything in the third quarter of a football game to basically being not first half woes, but first half unpleasantries. I don't know, maybe not as effective as they are in the second half. But what is it? What's going on between the first half, or you know, in the second half, and 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 what are they doing to put together, you know, that second half better? And I guess the question would be, you know, what do they have to do to put a full game together? Like, and the funny thing is, is like yeah. offensively, I feel like the Bills did that in Miami. They put a full kind of offensive complement on the field, right? First half to second half, they just they didn't just, score. They just didn't score, right? But thoughts on that? Like, what what what's causing it? What do they got to do? How can we get there? Well, so everybody knows this This was one of my topics, and that's I'm the one that said first half woes because I feel like even though for the first three games, we and actually I think for the last eight games or seven games, we scored on our first possession. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so I mean, I don't mean it in the sense where we haven't done anything, but when you look at it, uh, the L.A. game, I believe we were tied going into the half. Oh, uh, tie, yep, tie game, yep. But then the second half, we blow them completely out. Like, we don't right. let them score. And right. it's like, so when I say first half woes, I mean, like, look, we're just not the same team in the first half. It doesn't seem like we uh, show up and we're and we're up and yep, I don't under I don't know if it's just that they're like well let's just see what this team is doing and then let's adjust to it and blow them out 
I don't know if it's that, mm-hmm. but I damn sure would love to see them come out and just say, you know what, front to front to back, start to finish. Let's just let's just dog deep. Like I just that's what I want to see. I want to like this Sunday, and I know we're not there yet, but that's what I want to see this Sunday. Yeah, I feel like McDermott was asked that in the presser today. I got I had plenty of highway windshield yeah. time to watch <laughs> pressers <right>. today. <laughs> um, I believe he was asked that question, and he gave all the credit to obviously his coaching staff going in at halftime and making adjustments. The Bills. There's no, there's no real like we're gonna go in for the 12 minutes of halftime. You know, actually 12 minutes minus the three or four minutes to walk in and walk out. We're gonna go in for the 12 minutes of halftime and make all these crazy adjustments. Do they make them? Yes. Do they have conversations? Yes. But the Bills adjust all the way through that first half. I think the halftime part is a culmination of what they're talking about. But the Bills often, you know, you'll see a team whoever they're playing on the the opponent's first drive march down the field field goal or get a stop you know turnover on downs it's or you know punt whatever at some point or the score a touchdown and like there's an immediate bills fan reaction of oh crap like they've got our number today and then they just basically shut them down after that so it's like we're gonna watch and see what you do against us and then we're gonna shut you down offensively to your point they come out guns blazing right it's always that start fast mentality we've got to start fast mm-hmm. fast and they do and then sometimes they go a little bit flat which is a little bit strange um I don't know what the answer is. I wish I did. Uh, you know, it's 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 awesome to know that we're a second half team. But to your point, it'd be great to just see them be a first half and a second half team and just blow the doors off of somebody. You know what I would like to see? I feel like in the third quarter, we didn't see it much this week, but I just think it was the way that the Ravens played defense. Hmm. But in the third quarter, typically we come out and we see a like a digs fest. Like he gets like five to seven targets in that first, whatever that first drive is, like we're looking for him at every mm-hmm. every play. Mm-hmm. I would like to see us open the game that way. Look for digs or look for for Davis, like look for somebody and force feed him. Mm. And and because I mean, listen, people can't cover digs one-on-one. And to be honest with you, sometimes double teaming him don't work either. <laughs> get that guy to ball and get the offense rolling. Or you know, I'm a I'm a big, I love all of our running backs. Yeah, yeah. But this- I believe Devin Singletary needs to be the guy. Agree that that takes the number one role. Uh, Buffalo Freddy says our office had Dorsey as next in line when Dable got a head coach job. Is there an error pra- apparent to Frazier on defense? What do you think, Joe? I have no idea on this one. I mean, when you think about, there's nobody that really gets talked about the way that they talk about, you know, Joe Brady. The way that they talk about, I forget his name, but the wide receiver coach. Like the Bills are constantly talking about offensive coaches uh, and assistants. You know. I don't know what that answer is. There's got to be probably somebody out there in the NFL if, if he's not on this team, but it seems like it's McDermott and Frazier. I think that's what's weird about it, right? So mm-hmm. they, they kind of collab a little bit with McDermott being a defensive head coach. I don't I don't I don't I don't even I don't even have a guess. This is actually where I was gonna go. Um I can't say that for sure, but I, I feel like the way Sean McDermott speaks about Bob is is different than than every other guy. Mm-hmm. Um I'm seeing some Chad Hawes in the comments. I could absolutely see Chad Hall. Um but realistically I do think I agree with you. I think they go outside the organization and they find somebody of a different caliber of of coach, mm-hmm. somebody with experience cuz Leslie I'm telling you Leslie Frazier should be. I mean, you know, he's been a head coach. So, you know, he should be a head coach now and so I think they look for somebody that's either already been a head coach or somebody that has that type of background that that could really come in and and not ruin something that was already built to be great. Yeah, and getting back, sorry, I, I threw that question up there because I liked it. I thought it was a, a fun question while you were talking about Devin. I'm on the same page with you. Um, and I know that he got 88% of the snap. So I feel a little bit because I, I ranted a little bit about Devin Singletary and 
the rant that I had was based around his fumble fumble. And you know, when you're, when you're a young football team to 2017 bills, 2018 bills with a new quarterback, you got rookie running backs coming in and 19, if they fumble, you put them on the bench. That's, I mean, that's James cook fumbles. You put them on the bench just to make him re- remember how important it is to hang out with the football. Mm-hmm. This is a super bowl caliber football team. And Devin Singletary is an established running back. And what I, where I was going Sunday was we're just I'm, I'm over this idea that like when the running back fumbles, you got to put him on the bench. Oh, you fumbled. Go to the bench. We don't do that with Josh yeah. Allen. We don't when he throws an interception, he just doesn't sit on the bench for the next series. I know that Devin Singletary played 80 percent of the of the snaps. I want to see him get the ball more. I want to see his load share be higher. Right. So he's at this point, he might not be an RB one on another team, but he's our RB one. He's the most reliable trustworthy running back that we have he's probably the most talented running back that we have and for goodness sakes if you're going to take him off for series you know to give him rest i get it don't punish don't punish the guy go ahead no i was just saying bye to john i was listening to you but i agree with you i think um i i I agree wholeheartedly about devin singletary being the best running back currently on this roster Mm -hmm. i do feel like james cook is going to develop into the best running back on this roster but right now it's devin singletary and and the thing for me is i think that you know you're right. He played a certain amount of snaps that sh- that shows that he's the clear number one. But give him the carries to show he's the clear number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I have nothing against Zach Moss. I have nothing against uh, James Cook. But when it comes to and we we've talked about this previously too. You got to get in a rhythm. And if you're giving Devin Singletary the ball to hand you hand him the ball eight times, mm-hmm. that doesn't really establish much of a rhythm. And on top of it, it, it doesn't scare the defense. Right. The defense is like you know what they're just going to pass it anyway. Right. Granted. I understand that the offense has built a run game into the pass game that, yeah. you know, short passes, the screen. I love the screen. Remember when we couldn't throw didn't, a screen? Didn't have a screen game. Yeah. Now we're throwing into rookies, man. Like, this is <laughs> awesome. Khalil Shakir is just, he's just out there doing his thing. And that, so it's like, you know, we fixed a lot of the issues that I felt like we've had offensively. And sure. now we're just nitpicking because we're like, this is a Super Bowl team. We need to be perfect. So, so yeah. and I, but, but seriously, we got to get a run game. We can't, we can't have Josh lead the team in rushing every single week yeah it's uh it's not great um i i like so i i like the aggressive josh better that we saw this week versus him not doing it against miami and conversations and i think he did it he did it against the rams just the idea that you know they had three or four scripted run plays quarterback draws called and then the other three or four were him just feeling the hole in the center of the field. I just, if I feel it, I can go. Like I have that privilege that I'm allowed that opportunity to run. I feel like when Josh does those things, that offense is better when he's basically pushing them, but it comes back to it. I don't want to see him take eight hits. So can he slide every single time you want to say yes, but sometimes if it's, I don't even think it's a third down thing. If Josh, if it's first down and Josh feels that gap, that lack of pressure up the middle and he takes off, if he senses that he's eight yard, like eight yards in, two yards away from the, the first down or nine yards in, he's going head first. He's not gonna slide. Like it's like, no, it's right there. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go head first. And it just it puts him at unnecessary risk. And the interesting thing about that is with the Tua situation and the fact that they're changing the protocols to now be if any player gets up wobbly, they're out for the game. They're not even gonna have a discussion about a head injury. And it's I mean, like, that's what it should be. To but, me, but, that's but what if it you ever had be. your bell. You can get your bell rung and not get a concussion. You can see stars and not get a concussion. It's at the point now, but it, so that's and that's the world you live in. All it takes is one defender 
going you know Josh what? with his helmet, helmet to helmet. Josh sees stars, gets up, wobbles a little bit. He's off. He's done for the game. Uh, you know what? Then uh, if that's the case, then you need to be able to have teammates around you that you can speak to and say, hey, wait a minute. I just need a second and sit there. And if it means wasting a timeout, yeah. then waste the timeout for that play and sit there if yeah. that's the case. But if you're standing up and you're trying to come back into the game and you're wobbling, I don't I don't I don't care who if it's Josh. I don't care if it's I don't care who it is. Yeah, I want these guys protected on every mm-hmm. team, obviously Agreed. my own. Agreed. So, so I agree with you where it's like, well, it might not be a concussion, but they're kicking him out. I just feel like it's getting to the point. There's yeah. no way Tua should have been on the field in the second not, half against Buffalo. Or, I know I'm, you're not. I know I'm you're not, not negative about that. I'm saying it just it has repercussions if Josh Allen, you know, takes a smack. Right. Well, right. Right. Home. True. Yeah. And, and, and it comes up. The funny thing is, I think it's instinctual. I think that for these players, a lot of times they get especially a quarterback, they get hit hard and they hit the ground. And then it's like, I got to get up and show you I'm OK. Versus what you just said, which is like, oh, I really stung him. Look at him. He's sitting down on the ground over there. I won that battle. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. the, the, the question is, is can 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 Josh commit to sliding? Can he? Because the offense is definitely better when he, with, with the lack of a run game that we have, the offense is better when he's imposing his will on a defense with his feet. The trick is going to be, you know, getting that run game and getting it consistent and getting it going. And who knows? Maybe Devin Singletary fumbles less if he has the ball more. I'm just saying, if you have a rhythm going, you, you're in your mojo. You know, you're looking at holes differently. You know how yeah. the the line is reacting to certain things. You know how your protection is. You know, yeah. like I just I just feel like overall, the more experience and more reps that you have in game, I, I just feel like it's better for everybody. But I agree. But <laughs> to your point about Josh, though, I do think Josh slides better. He Agreed. just needs to. He just needs to like get better from where he is now. Like he, he's still not there. Like because there was a point where he was not even sliding at all. He would put his helmet down and try to knock the defense. Like he's like, "Yo, you got you a linebacker? Let's get it. Let's go head up." No, Josh, <laughs> relax, <laughs> relax, yeah. relax. Please, please relax. Uh, Jordan Poyer this week, as you already mentioned, was the, uh, voted the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. But uh, this was another one of your topics. Actually, most of the topics tonight were yours because I was driving. Uh, but uh, I, I got a lot of opportunity to think about this. I'm going to let you go first. Uh, but who in your was the question? Who do we feel like was the unsung hero of the weekend? I'm guessing you're saying on defense, yes, or or overall. Well, we could do overall if you want to do, or you know, or we could do both. It's up to I, you. But... I, I only did defense, but so that, but we can talk about the offense too. But go ahead, you first. So for me on defense, I'm I'm going to say. Um, Groot, I think I think Groot was he didn't have certain um, statistics that would make you think that this guy stood out. Mm. But when I tell you, when you go back and you just watch him, you know, Groot is I don't know if it's the Von Miller effect. I don't know if it's just that this team is elevated overall and they're looking at like this team as a Super Bowl contender. And he's like, I want to make sure I'm a part of it. I don't know what it is, mm. but I will tell you when you look at Groot play this game. Greg Rousseau is an absolute monster, and I appreciate the fact that we just got a chance to draft him where we did. How yeah. he fell, thank you for messing up the combine, Groot. I appreciate you. Groot, we we, we apologize for our immediate disapproval, not of disapproval, con- confusion. No, confusion. I was disapproved. I disapproved. I was upset. <laughs> no, I don't know if you remember, because I'm like, remember. you knew you took the year off. You knew that you were a top 10 pick. How do you get yourself in this play? I was going off. I'm like, how do you not just be like, all you should do is practice all year. You should yep. have the combine to the point where you're the best combine of everybody in history. I was going off. <laughs> Listen, I was wrong, Groot. I am so sorry. You the man. 
Yeah, he's I was uh, so wrong. Yeah, he's playing well. Uh, clearly, the tutelage from Vaughn is is helping, and it, it's that's not even speculation. We've seen it on the sideline in training camp. We've seen it on the sideline during preseason. Like Vaughn is very much into coaching them. I remember during the red versus blue game, the entire team was going through the scrimmage, and it was Vaughn, Groot, and I think Boogie Basham that were off to the side by themselves and like distanced away from them, 15, 20 yards away from them. And he was going through just different things and moves and like how he would turn his body or flex, you know, flex or, or deflect or whatever. Um, it was an, in, it was just interesting to watch, but Groot is great. I I, I want to pick co unsung heroes. Okay. And that's funny too, because I, I have a, th- I, I had, a, I spent a lot of time thinking about it and I had a hard time landing. And the reason is, is because I just felt like Milano and Edmonds played like such a unit in that football game. Um, if they don't play the way that they played, that ge- <laughs> he's getting a sign that game goes completely different for us right so i mm-hmm. mean just just closing in not only on lamar jackson uh you know doing the things that they did you know shutting down the running game uh late and i know that 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 uh the young kid that got hurt hill late was kind of tearing him up a little bit um so thank goodness that he tweaked himself a little bit hope you know godspeed please get better bodies sorry that was probably the wrong time to say bodies that was probably that was probably not the politically correct thing to say at that moment you're totally fine i'm just getting it now it's just coming in it's like oh that is funny um the other one for me is daquan jones Daquan yes. Jones is absolutely one. I'm probably going to land at Daquan Jones. Uh, unsung is unheralded. Unsung is not flashy. Unsung is the guy that nobody's talking about. We talk about Milano. We talk about Tremaine. Daquan Jones is everything that we expected Starla Tulele to be. He is just literally, he sets the tone on the defensive line. He anchors it. He's sucking up blockers, which is allowing Vaughn to do his thing and Groot to do his thing oh, and the linebackers to do their thing. And even the backup defensive tackles that are coming in and playing with him, he's setting it up for them to do their thing. I'm changing my – even though he was kind of on the vote, he's going to be the vote for me, Daquan Jones. Oh, he – he, yeah. I, I, can't, I, don't need, I don't have anything to add or to take away from that. I can't debate it. Um, to be honest, we could probably go down the entire defense and, and pick plays where everybody has stood out. Like Teron Johnson, I, I tweeted out today that I feel like he's the most underrated player on our defense. Uh, he had a – just everybody, man, like everybody. And and I know we mentioned Tremaine already and I threw my sign up, but Tremaine was bigger in that game than a lot of people want to realize. Oh, yeah. It's everybody, everybody, man. Shaq, Shaq, come on, man. And then Vaughn is obviously Vaughn. Vaughn was big time. I don't know. I don't even, I mean, I don't even know what to make. It, 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 the, the hard part, I don't know what to make of Vaughn because he's so good he's so he's such a leader he's such a teacher he's such all the things that you want him to be and then there's times when he doesn't get home or doesn't press as much as you think and then i have to be like well i don't think he's getting beat i think that's part of the game plan right um it's just so that was the dolphins game and probably a little bit of this football game it's there's still there's still a measure of it's hard to believe he's on our football team i mean go back i think about it every every time we talk or every time he's talked about Go back to when we signed him. We were talking Chandler Jones. We were talking to make, about making a trade with the Vikings. Um, like, and then all of a sudden, it's just Von Miller. We never talked about Von Miller because guys like that don't come to Buffalo. And meanwhile, <laughs> he's he still he's here. he's here. He wants to be here. He's trying to get OBJ here, and he's here for a while. Like it's and not just like for, this year. Yeah, for at least three years. It's just I don't even know what to make of it. It's just, it's hard. It hasn't. I haven't got a jersey yet because I can't get one with patches anywhere. Um, 
but uh my whole family will have one because it's got my last name on the back of it but uh yeah it's it's i don't even know i i don't even know what to make of it it's, and you're in your 40s that's perfect <laughs> well for <laughs> a couple more months <laughs> that was a low blow jay spence no it was oh <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't a low blow, I promise. I'm just kidding. I, I pray to make it to your age. I pray. You will. You absolutely yeah. you you're, you're uh, yeah, you'll have no trouble. Uh so <laughs> moving on to the next topic, uh Tavon Austin. This is interesting. Um Tavon so Tavon yeah, peace he gives uh, gives the peace signs. Uh Tavon Austin was asked to be released today, which was a little bit of a shock to me. Were you shocked by that? Yes and no. I was shocked because obviously we haven't heard anything about him. So you would have assumed that he would be the guy caught up. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like maybe now with that news coming out, I feel like it's probably Hodgins now, right. which to your delight, this will be a great weekend of, of fun. But I, I feel like, um, look, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Cause you, so I, this wasn't, this wasn't a topic that we were prepared to talk about. And, and uh, Joe brought it up late in the conversation. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good, you know what the biggest news for me today Cole Beasley retired, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel more about Cole retiring than I do Tavon ask, you know, asking to be cut. Yeah, so, we can we can talk about that, and we can talk about uh, Prince Amelie getting released, and then bringing back just, Justin. Zero. Prince Amelie played a good football game, like yeah. a very good foot. He tipped the pass that Jordan intercepted. There was a uh, one play that uh, that Jeff Schwartz of all people, Jeff Schwartz was saying good things about the Bills. Was talking about the move that he made that stopped one of those goal line runs on the last drive for the Ravens. From Milano, yeah. like I don't, I, I and 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 McDermott wasn't asked about it. Hey, you guys released a guy that played pretty well on Sunday to bring back Justin Zimmer, who was out of work. So what, you know, what, what's, why wasn't Justin Zimmer here four weeks ago, right? I, or yeah. three weeks ago. But so that's interesting. Uh, the Tavon Austin thing is interesting. And what was the other one? Oh, uh, Beasley. So I have, I have, I have speculation and I tried to figure out a way to tweet it <laughs> and I couldn't figure out. So it literally just pure 100% unadulterated speculation on my part. And the, the Chiefs Bucks game is on right now. So what do we know about context? Uh, Pamela said Beasley saw how bad Brady was playing and decided to quit. I don't think that's it, but I think Brady's a part of it. Mm -hmm. So we know the context. The, the Buccaneers needed help. Brady has been in contact with Beasley, and he's been in his DMs for a couple of weeks, chatting him up. We need you type stuff. You still got gas in the tank. You ready to go. You want to be here. Come be a part of the team. So we know that that was happening. What do we know about Cole Beasley? Well, if you listen to any post Beasley gone conversations, tweets, whatever, the guys in that locker room love Cole Beasley, the wide receivers in that wide receiver room. He was kind of like a teacher, a father figure to them. Like they looked up to him. I think they called mm -hmm. him dad, right? They called him dad. Yeah, a lot of them did, yeah. Right. So like, like, so I think Cole Beasley had a lot of say. I think he had on the bills and that his voice carried, right? There was, there was importance to what he said, whether it was to his position coach, to probably to Josh. I'm sure Josh listened to him a lot. He's got a lot of years. Cole did a lot for Josh. He was his, he was his, his blanket, his, you know, his, to, to, like to get him out of jail as far as that mm -hmm. goes. So he, he gets all of this, this, this swooning from Brady. And if you watch back the game that's on right now, the chiefs and, and, and uh, bucks game, Brady's out of sync with his wide receivers. It just wasn't good early. And there's a scene on the bench where Brady's sitting there talking, whatever, blah, 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 and Cole's standing next to him. And then they hand Brady the pad so that he can kind of look at stuff. And Cole steps back, like, next to him and looks over his shoulder to kind of look down at what Brady's looking at. 
and Brady taps him on the sh- on the leg and basically just shoes him away, like get out of here, like I got to do my thing. And yeah. I I have a feeling that that was a di- like I try to put myself in the situation of how I would feel, like I'd walk over to the sideline, like I thought he wanted me here. Does that make sense? I mean, it makes it makes perfect sense. The way I see, I see it, a similar way, like very very close. Except I think the thing was I don't think he looked at it quite like he wanted me here. I think it was one of those things where it's like, okay, this is my best opportunity. Mm-hmm. This is my best shot. And yeah, me and Brady talked and this is finally going to work. And then when he got there, he realized to Brady that he's a guy that wasn't signed through the summer. He's a veteran, uh, a veteran minimum guy. Now yeah. he's on the practice squad that has to be called up. He's not on the 53. And I think, you know, so same thing, I guess it's the same thing you're saying. Like, so right. now instead you're coming from being a guy who, was making six mil or seven million or whatever you were making a year. Now you're not. And you saying, well, no, this is the type of play I like to to run. This is the route that I think is good. We don't care what you think, Cole. Just get in there and go catch the damn ball. That's that's where it is now. Right. He's um he's Tavon Austin. Right, right. So and that brings us full circle to Tavon Austin, yeah. which is and it and it sucks because yeah. Cole is better than Tavon. Tolls, like Cole, Cole is yeah. light years better than Tavon. So when I say this, I'm not saying it as a diss, but it, it just this is the reality of who he like who he is now. He he didn't get signed over the summer. He said he was looking for opportunity. It wasn't that he didn't want to get signed. He was looking for opportunity. Yeah, he said he wanted to be in a income tax free state, so which limited his options to Texas and Florida. So that's which is where he ended up in Florida. So, but who knows if anybody else came knocking? And he said no. Like we will never. Well, he's Tavon. Sorry, Sorry Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I don't think he means he is Tavon Austin. I mean, it's there's a there's a like. There's yeah, a, no, I, I think he. I, I could by the way he said, I think he gets it. That stinks because yeah. I mean the same thing happened to them. They, they're both. Yeah. Because um, Tavon Austin was actually supposed to be, and he had his he had his moment in his yeah. career, but you did what you did exactly <sighs> what I did when I when I saw Sales tweet. I just retweeted it with peace with a peace sign. Like barely knew you, bro. Hello. So it's. I don't know what he would think. You know, there's guys, I'm not saying that somebody like, you know, Hodgins or even Gentry, if they bring back, you know, Tanner Gentry, I'm not saying that he deserves a shot before they get a shot, but there's something to be said for the guy that Josh played college football with and has a great rapport with. And then the other guy that was drafted, you know, a couple of years ago and has expectations on this team versus the journeyman wide receiver that never first round draft pick journey, wide journeyman wide receiver that never amounted to really anything. Anyway, I think I think it's Hodgins, because if you if you look at just look at over the summer, Hodgins was the one that everybody was shocked didn't make the roster. Not right. Austin, right. not Gentry, not Kumaro. Like, well, Kumaro made it. But, you know, like we we were shocked about Hodgins. So right. at this point, he was drafted. He had a great camp his first year, got injured last year. Um, pretty much we were expecting the same thing injured this year. Mm-hmm. He had a great camp. He looked good in preseason. And it was like, this guy is going to make the roster. We drafted him. We still got a couple years with him. Let's right, make this thing right, happen. Right. So I, I think it's Hodgins. And I understand from, from Tavon's perspective, you're a professional. You've been in this for time. You should have a certain level of respect. And, like, the team should just value you a certain way. But guess what? It don't work like that no more. Like, the team values talent. We want a Super Bowl. Not that he's not talented, but, you know, it, it's tough to crack. The, who was he going to be? Don't don't let the door door hit you where the Lord split you, right? I mean, it's I don't I don't I mean it's 
I, I, there, I was one of the ones in preseason that was saying, you know, Tavon may have an outside shot to make this roster because of the issues that we have at, at punt returner, kick returner, stuff like that. And obviously the Bills have an issue this weekend, so you expect Khalil Shakir to be back there returning punts, but Tavon didn't even get that chance. So there, you got to believe there was a conversation, and I know that a lot of people have been talking about it today, that, you know, hey, what's happening? And they probably said, you're not the first guy. So we don't know if a guy's coming up because McKenzie could potentially play this weekend. So we don't know if a guy's coming up or not, but if a guy is coming up, it's not you. And that's where he was like, uh, then why am I here to be a part of this team? In case, I mean, we're if, if, if Hodgins does come up, you're we're another twisted ankle away from you playing. <laughs> right? do, you, do you see Austin getting picked up anywhere? I mean, no. realistically. His, 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 him and Beasley, they're going to be drinking Mai Tais together somewhere. Well, but that's my point. Look, well, B's officially retired, so yeah, right, he won't be. Right. But, like, I feel like B's could have gone to Green Bay. That's where I thought he should have ended up, to be honest. Um, but, mm. but, but Austin, when you look at it, man, like, there was a reason why we were able to get him the way we got him, as cheap yeah. as we got him, right? Because right. he just wasn't sought after that way. So it's it's not a, a disrespect, but I just look at him the same way I look at like Anquan Bolden in his time here. It's like Anquan Bolden was neither was Tavon Austin. They were never officially members of the Buffalo Bills. So, so what I'm saying, like to me, yeah. it's the same. It's the same yeah. situation. Um, I won't go as far as Vontae Davis because he actually played and retired at half. But it's yeah, like he they, played a half. He's a Buffalo. These guys Bill. just aren't. Um, you know, they didn't. It is what it is. Do two things. Non-point is this one. Um, and I'm gonna forget the other. What was the other point? Anyways, it's oh, it's 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 funny. <laughs> right. It's funny to me. I put that out there just about the punter who shall not be named that he was never a member of the Buffalo bills. Like, cause it kind of came back up again a couple weeks ago and people like came at me. What are you talking about? We've got pictures of him in a bill's uniform. I was like, he was never a member of the Buffalo bills. He never well, made a team photo. Well, no, technically he was though. Cause he was drafted and signed a contract and it, he had a guaranteed portion, which was part of the, but I he guess never from, played it down. He never suited sure, up for a game. Listen, if I got guaranteed money from the team, I don't <laughs> care if I would get, I don't care if I got a Jersey, a helmet, I don't even need a name tag, bro. Just give me my check. So, so I think that was the problem, you know, yeah, why it was a little hesitation. It's possible. But going back to wide receivers, where are you at in Jamison Crowder? I'm hurt that he broke his ankle, man. That was that was rough. You never want to see a guy get hurt, clearly. Yeah. But I'm kind of over it. No, just, see, I, I like Crowder. I, I I know he didn't look, we're used to Cole Beasley. He's just dropped, he's dropping more passes than he's caught. I, I love him for punt returns. He's like, I have confidence in him. Like the first game of the season, I was like, oh my gosh, how's this gonna go? And now he's back there. I'm like, oh, we're good. I'm like, we're good. But I just from a wide receiver standpoint. See, I don't know. I feel like this last game we can say that before he got injured. But when you think he made big plays for Josh, he made, he made one in LA, he made, a he made yeah. one in Tennessee. It was like two first downs in Tennessee or at yep. ten, when Tennessee came to Buffalo. Yep. So it's like, yeah, one game he he didn't have the 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 best of times out there. But no, I, I actually did. I like him, and and hopefully he heals up, and he's able to to make it back, and hopefully we see him next season. But um, I'm, I'm excited to a, see Hodgins. They're talking about four weeks four weeks of IR for him, aren't they? Well, I don't know how long. I feel like when it's it was broken, I believe. So I think it's going to be longer than four weeks. Oh yeah, but, that's right, that's right, that's right. And then, but even if say he comes back, the thing is, I, I think by that point it's going to be really tough to take Hodges off this team. Or Stevenson is also coming back. I don't think people remember that we have Stevenson on this team, and he's a bit like we just have not talked about him. So Stevens, yeah, Stevenson's another one. So it's going to be, and I think McDermott said today that he's week to week and he might be a little bit of ways away before he even starts practicing the Hodgins part for me, as much as, as much as, you know, we saw Isaiah Hodgins play the slot in training camp and in preseason, we know that he can play the slot. 
he doesn't really fit the slot design that the Bills want, seemingly, from a slot receiver. Short, fast, quick, twitchy, blah, 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 blah. Hodgins is more of a boundary guy, like a Kumaro, like a Gabe Davis. The question is, is if if Hodgins comes up, I don't know that he plays the slot. Isn't that Shakir? Shakir's going to the slot, right? I think Shakir, and I think you I think you see a lot more Stefan Diggs in the slot. And I think it's you possible. put Hodgins on the outside, and I think you put Davis on the outside, and then whenever Diggs feels like being Diggs and throw him back out there. But I think I think Diggs in the slot right now would would eat the league alive, man. Like it would just be too him in the slot would be too dangerous. So, and I don't know why we don't consistently do it more. So when OBJ shows up, it's obviously I mean you're bouncing Hodgins at that point, right? Me? Yes. So I don't, well, actually, I don't care who we're hopping. So like when OBJ shows up, everybody's gone except Steph. <laughs> Y'all all can go. Like when Odell Beckham Jr., if he gets signed to the Buffalo Bills, it's going to be the day. It's going to be the happiest version of Jay Spencer King any of you have ever seen. I'm going to just tell you, it, when, damn it, if we sign Odell Beckham Jr., shout out to Buffalo Freddy's in the chats. He says, rumor has it Joe Miller is off short term IR and will be tailgating Sunday. In honor of that, I'm bringing my triple blender daiquiri and margarita machine. I nominate Joe for pouring margaritas. Listen, I can <laughs> if, make y'all have t- <laughs> if y'all haven't tailgated with, with Buffalo Freddy, <laughs> I'm sorry for you. Like, I just, I just want to apologize for you. Well, you can, you, guy's can crazy. you can find him this week at the Bills Mafia every week. I think at the Bills Mafia house. But uh, so first of all, I make a mean margarita. Second of all, I love tequila. There's people that like do tequila shots because they think it's fun. I don't do tequila shots because I want to have fun. I, I just like the taste of tequila. So I'm, I'm a little bit abnormal. I am still on IR, though. So I, uh, <laughs> I did have my follow up appointment for my knee surgery. They're very happy. I've got better range of motion than I should have at this point in time. I've uh, gone and see the physical therapist. They said I still cannot do anything extraneous heavy. I have to treat it like I just had surgery for another four weeks, and then I'll be off of temporary IR. So don't get ahead of where we're at. But I'm still. Well, I need there. you to be. I need you to be careful at the game. I'm still good for frozen margaritas, though. I mean, come well, on. I'm just saying that's still a lot of walking. That's a lot of activity on that leg. I just need you to relax. <laughs> appreciate no nope. i'm just saying i know you i just need you <laughs> when when the game when it's game time joe is he's he's all in so i, I just need you to be careful man I, i'll keep, do my we best. don't need you to extend your ir we don't need that <laughs> i definitely don't want an acl that's uh that, that's not no. what i'm signed up for you've done that you've been down that road so yes fun. thank you buffalo freddy for the super chat what is next what is so that was a little fun little tag, tangent we had there oh injury report for the buffalo bills you have that don't you I do. I think yes. Yeah, up here, there it is. So it's um, it, it's it's full as as usual. But I feel like, <laughs> but I feel like this is a, a very very encouraging injury report compared to the last three weeks, right? Because you're seeing, yeah, you got the do not the do not practice for a couple guys, but you're also seeing more limiteds and a couple fulls. And and the things with the do not practice, we know Jordan's fine. You know, Jordan, he's playing, right? Uh, Saffold, vet, veterans rest. Miller, veterans rest. Um, McKenzie had a, a concussion. He might be okay come this week. Gabe Davis is full. So there's there's a lot of things where you're seeing Daquan Jones with vet rest. So I feel like this week we're going to be more at full strength than we've been all season. And it's going to be so incredible to watch. And I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm saying it's, uh, it, it's definitely nice to finally see ourselves getting a little bit healthy. Uh, and then obviously, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to transition off that if you want to pull that down. Uh, Kenny Pickett replacing Mitch Trubisky, which to me, I think that's big news. Do you think that's big news or was that expected this early? To me, that's big news for me because I expected Mitch to play so much better. And big news for me because I this isn't the game I would start Kenny Pickett. 
Um, I think that's my thought. Like, I, I don't think it's big. It's big news because your your rookie quarterback is now take, taking over your franchise and he's going to be starting. But I feel like it either should have happened like week two mm. or probably after the Bills. Like, you don't want your first game with the like it, that's Leslie the, Frazier and Sean McDermott are not kind to rookies. Like, we yeah, just that they def- don't care. That defense, that stadium, that crowd, like. I mean, it, it, and it could, it could, it could go opposite on us, right? We just saw what was his name, whoever that kid in New England was, almost beat, <laughs> right? He almost beat Mini Mac. I call him, I call him Mini Mac. He looks Mini just Mac. like Mac. He looks just like Mac Jones. <laughs> there was a joke somewhere. It might have been Good Morning Football that that Belichick just calls basically every quarterback Tom. Like he doesn't actually know who they are or their names, or that Tom <laughs> is even gone. He just calls them all Tom. So they are kind of like I can, I can see it carving copies of each other bailey zappy that guy thank you chris janky um mini mac mini mac yeah that mini, mini milk <laughs> that that works um but no this is definitely not the game that i would have put him in ideally and I, you know i why did we fall in love with the backup quarterback why why do we all love mitch trubisky so much I, th- I think it's i think it's the culture and the way the team spoke about him and mm. you know so like we were able to to just fa- same thing with matt barkley same thing with like we fall in love with everybody on our team we right. buffalo is a fan base that we yeah. embrace everybody on our roster unless you're just a complete idiot right and and really no i can't even say that sometimes we just we can move on from that but because <laughs> i know that could take a turn we'll move on from that but <laughs> But, you know, like we love Mr. Trubisky here and we wanted him to do well because he was a Buffalo Bill for a year. And so, you you know, you get to Pittsburgh. And in my mind, dude, I'm thinking he's going to be better than what we saw from Ben Roethlisberger. You know, like last year, I feel like the, the, the Steelers had a good defense. They had solid weapons on offense. When you got you got that running game, you got those wide receivers. Johnson, is, I think Johnson is nice, man. Like yeah, that kid is like, And then Claypool, he hasn't been getting the same separation as I've expected from him. But he's still. You get him the ball. What? Just hard, just hard stop on that. Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Claypool, Deontay Johnson. What? What is in the water? Like over there, they just draft great wide receivers. Sorry, like, great. No, you're right. They like, and that's the thing. Like, so the same way Brandon Bean has an eye for defense. Well, I think he has an eye for talent. Period. Mm-hmm. But he, Brandon Bean has it, and Sean McDermott. Listen. Mike Tomlin and that front office over there, they do a great job drafting weapons, whether it be receivers or running backs. Chris Janke, was Mike was Mike Tomlin a wide receiver? I know he played college football. I believe he was a wide receiver. I believe he was a wide receiver. It might be onto something there. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, I I was shocked that he wasn't that he's not the guy to go in there and look and is better coaching. So I thought he would mm-hmm. look better than he did in Chicago because Mike Tomlin to me is a top five. To me, I, I don't I don't yeah. want to argue Agreed. about it, but he's he's that guy. So you would think a coach like that, an offensive system like that, with those weapons, he finally has. I just thought he was going to show up. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Yeah, you got to find a way to get like some somebody with eyes into uh, Mike Tomlin's office when the draft board is up to see who he's targeting as a wide receiver because he's got a gift that dude can just find wide receivers. Chris Jackie says, uh, yes, he was. McDermott was a safety on the same team at, at William and Mary. Yeah. So I, I I thought he was a wide receiver, but I just wasn't completely sure. But uh speak speaking of Mike Tomlin real quick, I wanna I wanna play this clip. We got if you don't yep. we can go maybe 10, 15 minutes overtime if you got time. No, we're good. Like no, we're that I was I was trying to I wasn't rushing, but I was working us through the topics to get to this. So yes, okay. you're you're good. 
So, well, even so, what we're talking about with, with Coach Tomlin, he has some kind words for for Josh Allen and Von Miller. But first, I want to I want to talk about this Josh Allen take, and I, I want to get everybody in the comments, opinions, and obviously yours. Are there coaching techniques or, or <laughs> principles that you can give guys to try to deal with those situations? Yeah, build a fence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those are his talents. You know, it's it's just like trying to tackle Lamar Jackson. You know, I was watching them on the other side of the ball deal with Lamar. And when you're dealing with guys at the quarterback position that have arm and leg talent, it's challenging. And so, you know, you can coach all you want about near leg and building the fence and all of those things. But when they get you in one-on-one -on -one circumstances, they're going to win a lot of those. They've been winning a lot of those at every level that they've ever played at uh, since Little League, I would imagine. I just, first of all, can I just say how much I love Mike Tomlin? <laughs> Like his, I've never listened to a Mike Tom, Tomlin press conference before, and it was um, his his opening remarks were like a, a fifteen or twenty minute monologue mm -hmm. that a content creator would put together for the preview of the next game. He's amazing, and <laughs> I, like the thing I love about him, I, I love Sean McDermott, I love the Buffalo Bills, but like I really think Mike Tomlin is probably my favorite coach in the league for yeah. several reasons. He he really engages with the media when they ask mm. him questions. He doesn't just give them coach talk. He'll sit there and have a full, like you just saw there, he'll have a yep. full conversation with you. He'll explain what he saw. He'll, and if you watch him as a fan, you get smarter. You, you learn football. Mm. And, and then he also has values, which most coaches do. And, but I mean, like, there's just something about my, and, and then everybody tells me I sound like him. I don't, I don't personally think it's true, but <laughs> no comment, but I love, yeah, I, I love him. I love him. So, and then real quick, uh, well, well, first let me get your take on or how you feel about what he just said there about Josh. Uh, it's, it's funny because he's absolutely right. And, and I like, you could, my microphone was muted so you could hear me, but I, I laughed when he said you build a fence around him. Um, you know, it's, it's good luck trying to stop Josh Allen, but I take, I don't, maybe, maybe not. Maybe Josh has been doing this at every level, high school, Juco college, whatever. I don't think he has for some reason. He was not heralded at all coming out of high school, coming out of Juco, right. Coming out of, I mean, he was coming out of Wyoming, uh, not Mike May Mayock, but uh, what's the other guy's name? The draft guy, uh, uh, Mel Kiper. Mel Kiper had him ranked oh. super, super high, but everybody else kind of didn't. Um, there was some people that thought that the Browns were going to take him first overall. They didn't. They took Baker Mayfield, who was probably the most pro ready next to Sam Darnold. And there's whole other conversations and shows to be had about how these people miss so bad right i mean because we hear these things and as consumers we buy into sam darnold's ready to play football today marcus Mariota's ready to play football today <laughs> Jameis winston and it's like these got bust bust baker bust. mayfield dude i had a, i had an argument last last year with bill's baker. content creators about justin fields the justin fields like i watch osu football because my wife graduated from there i'm not a huge college football fan but i watch a lot of buckeye games and I just didn't see it. So I put a tweet out there. I just don't, don't see it. And people are like, oh, this kid's going to be, he's going to be really good. It's like, he's not really good. <laughs> not yet. Anyway, not saying he won't I, be. I think he's, I think he's going to be okay. I don't think he's going to be, and I love, I love and hate how everybody wants to say, oh, he has the Josh Allen intangibles. Right. Same thing with Trey Lance. I think Trey, Trey Lance yeah. is going to be a decent quarterback. I don't think he's going to be a super, and I hate to say it this way, because I think a lot of people, um, you know, it, they take offense when you talk about their team in a certain way, but I just don't think he he right. has he has the intangibles to be a really good quarterback. But I right. don't see I don't I don't see what's happening with Jalen Hurts or what happened with I don't I don't see that happening with Trey Lance or 
uh, really most of the guys, like especially, and I know I just mentioned Baker. You didn't Baker Mayfield. Like he, he's this guy's a bum. Like how do you go from Cleveland and you make all of this fuss about how everybody OBJ is the problem and the mm-hmm. team is the problem and the coaching staff is the problem and the players are the pro- they had a dog on pro bowl roster for like the first and second year he had two he had two top wide receivers two top running backs a great tight end a great offensive line a great, great defense. defense like what, what what more do you need you give josh allen that team actually he has it now but you give josh allen that team and, and what do you think he does dare i and say now, that dare i say that losses are not a quarterback stat uh, they're not a quarterback stat, but I tell you what, he helped lose. He's the one that he put those guys in position not to win. What I want my quarterback is to do is to not lose the game for me. Yeah. Look, if you now if you get if you get a stud like Josh Allen, you get a Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert who can win it for you. True. Thank God. I appreciate you, Jesus. But when you're talking about people like Baker Mayfield, I expect you not to lose the damn game. And what yeah. does he do? He throws the ball into the third row. Like, come on, man, win the damn game. Anyway, Baker's by the way, j- just it needs to be said that, that Jay Spencer King has a Baker Mayfield jersey. So I'm just I do have a Baker Mayfield jersey and it's awesome. I took it out yesterday. I have to get another one. But it goes out every day or so to the big green box outside but, on the curb. Still one of the best tweets I've ever seen in my entire life was you know yeah. what? That would pop now. Like now it would really take off. You scratching Mayfield and the number three on the back of a trash bag with an orange <laughs> orange wrap, white trash bag. It was just it was it was perfect. It was like the, the browns colors and everything. Literally, they should have just shut down Twitter, like right after that. Everybody sees it, then they just shut down Twitter. Twitter's over. Like the, we're gonna end on a high note, and that's where we're gonna end right there. Like Twitter, Twitter's done. So it was amazing. Uh, all right, real quick, I want to play one more clip from Mike Tomlin talking about our newest addition on defense, Von Miller. He's Von Miller. You know, um, some guys are aliens visiting from another planet. You know, um, and that's just the reality of it, man. In the National Football League, man, you got to respect all these guys, right? They're all freaky. Um, but some guys are even freaky in our setting. And he's just one of those guys. He always has been since he came out of A&M, moving and changing and running like a corner. Um, <clears throat> he needs no endorsement from me. His resume is his resume. Um, kudos to Vaughn Miller, tip of the cap to Vaughn Miller. And, and, and I'll say this. Um, we talk about his talents often, uh, but this guy's a scientist. Um, he works at his craft. Um, he encourages, trains others to do so that are like him. Um, that Edge Rush Summit and things that, that he's a critical component of, I got a lot of respect for. I spent a week with him um, in Orlando when we coached the Pro Bowl and just to see the professional and scientific approach that he takes to his craft, um, even in a setting like that. Um, that guy was the reason we won that Pro Bowl game. You know, I know we don't spend a lot of time talking about the outcomes of Pro Bowl games, but man, Von Miller took over that Pro Bowl game and and, and gave us all quality checks, man. And we appreciate his efforts. <laughs> you see, I just love that guy. I do. I just, it's hard not. It's hard not to. Yeah, he's just he's just awesome. But so um, he had high praises for I, I would I want to say the best players on offense and defense for yeah, our team. Yeah, and. I tell you what, one thing that is refreshing to me is now this is the second week in a row that I personally feel like we're going into a game against a team that I can actually respect. Like, I don't I don't have to go in there and hate Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, and, and like I, I love the team. I'm just not going to root for them this week, but I love right. like I just love the, the the way they build their team. My guy Levi Wallace is over there now. Mm-hmm. You know, we got some guys over there that we love. So I just 
you know, I mean, we're gonna beat, we gonna, you know, what I mean, we're gonna get that. We're gonna get yeah. at that ass this week. So just prepare for it, Pittsburgh. It's going down. <laughs> Renegade is playing and the Bills is out. We might play it in our stadium just just to mess with y'all. But I I just I just want Vaughn Miller to I want him to get 10 sacks this year. I don't know. Uh where I don't even know where he's at. Does anybody know where he's at this year? Do you know how many sacks he has so far? Is it two? Um, I can look it up, but I feel like maybe three in stuff. my head. I feel like um I just want I would love to see him get you know, he's got uh, he's, he's at three, three, three sacks three and seven. I, yeah. What an amazing season to see him get double digit sacks and just, I mean, and then and then just be a monster in in the in the postseason. What is it about some guys? Because as much as we love Jerry Hughes, as much as Jerry Hughes has similar characteristics to Von Miller, speed, twitch, moves. Why does Von Miller get home, and Jerry didn't? Like, he's just you know, he's an alien from another planet. Is what Mike Tomlin said, right? And that, I'm gonna go with that because when you look at him, man, he he's different, and it's like to to really explain what's so different about him is tough unless you've played. And I, I'm not the guy; I'm not a player, so I can't. But Bavon is special, man. My man Brian says your boy Levi Wallace gonna get cooked by Diggs. Yes, he is, and I can't <laughs> wait to see it. I love now. I love Levi. I can't wait to talk crap to Levi. He gonna hear it. You gonna get you got eight by Steph. I can't wait to talk about. It. I love Levi though. Shout out to Levi Wallace and, and his family, man. Good people, really good people. That is hysterical. It's just, it's just, it's it's fun to hear a quality head coach talk in depth and in detail about Bills players versus the typical head coach speak. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they pose a challenge. You know what I mean? They're they're very good at what they do. Yada yada yada. So we've got to have a game plan to specifically take care of that situation. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. I think that was pretty well done, I think. Um, so, to, but it's, it, it still goes back to, I believe it was 2020. 2020 was the COVID year that we did not go to any games that year. We, you and I went to the Colts game. So it was, was it 19? There was a year. I can't remember when it was, when the, the players were coming was, out of the tunnel. It, it was 19 degrees. Yes. It was cold. <laughs> it, it was, it was cold. It I'm was sorry. Not that's cold. not what you were asking. And I literally looked, looked at my dad as they're announcing the players. I'm like superstars. We've got superstars on this football team. And I, I don't know that we have landed with that, that concept, that reality that there's superstars on this football team. If I'm not mistaken for this as well, like to, to add to what you're saying, Groot actually has four or five. I think it's four sacks. I don't think he has five, but um, let me double check on that as well. But man, it's just it's just awesome. It's just awesome to have, yeah, to have all of this talent. It's pretty crazy. Do you want to get into uh, game predictions and uh, Josh Allen stat lines? That's good. Was that the last one? That was the last one. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so in the comments, let's get it. Let's start. Let's start talking about um, give us your game predictions, your score predictions, and then give us a, a stat line for Josh. Um, and you know what? I'll even I'll even let's take this a little step further because I, I like Kenny Pickett. Watching that game back over the weekend. I know they lost. I know he threw that Hail Mary up and got an interception and threw it. I actually like what I saw from Kenny Pickett. I think the guy is I think he has what it takes to be a leader in his league. I think he has the intangibles. I think uh so I, I give me your stat line for both. Wait. Did you watch the basement, Kyle's basement with Josh? No, I have to start watching that. Like I, every time I remember it, I feel like it's like Thursday or Friday when like Still good. I forgot about last week. So Still I got to get to it. So he it, J- Kyle had asked him because they talked about Kenny Pickett coming into Buffalo for his first start as a rookie away game. <laughs> and uh and Kyle asked him what was your first like that type of situation and and josh was like i didn't know what i was doing he he goes i'm at the line of scrimmage making blocking assignment calls so i'm calling blocks 
he's like the offensive lineman are turning around and going that's not right you can't do that like that's not not even possible so like he didn't say but it was almost inferred like okay just block left just he's like i didn't know what i was doing i didn't know what i was looking at i didn't know anything <laughs> as far as that goes he goes i'm <laughs> he's just come so far which was which was funny to me it'll be interesting for me to see what they do to kenny pickett at the very same time every time it seems like i expect something the opposite happens so would I be surprised at this point in time if Kenny Pickett threw for 280 yards and two touchdowns and two interceptions? I don't think so. Do I expect him to throw for 115 yards and three interceptions and zero touchdowns? Yes, that's my expectation. But it wouldn't surprise me if he threw for 280 and 2-2. Two, two, two. So 280. It would two, surprise two. me if he threw for 280. It would because um when you look at when you look at what we did to Matt Stafford, I know he doesn't look like himself. You look at what we did to Tannehill, you look at what we did to two. I know we lost the game, but He's better than I mean he like Tua before the yep. injury. Yep. We didn't want to give him credit because you know I get it. It's Miami. Tua is a better quarterback than we want to give him credit for. Very much. Very. So much. so I, I'm just saying like looking at what we did to the look at look, Lamar Jackson. Like I, I know he he doesn't consistently throw for 400, but I'm telling you, you go look at his career. He has games where he's thrown for 380 yards and four yep. five yep. touchdowns. Yep. So. Look, for the defense to shut them down completely in the second half, I just think that this defense is too complicated for a rookie to come in this first start of his career and come out with a win in Buffalo. I just don't see it. How much does Levi Wallace and Mitch Trubisky help him? That was one of the things Tomlin said. We expect Mitch to give us intel, for lack of a better, a better way of saying it, to help prepare us to better succeed against that team. Mike Tyson said <laughs> i'm just saying mike tyson said everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth that's right <laughs> and guess what you could plan he could give he could get mitch could give you the playbook from last year here it is coach guess what until you play against josh allen it don't it don't matter about that playbook because we saw plays like what he did to dawson knox in the fourth quarter where he made that big catch was it a third down catch for a first down or a fourth down play for a first down uh, either way yeah, it was like it was impossible for Josh to make that throw. You couldn't make that. Come on, man. Like you couldn't even see Dawson from behind Josh. You couldn't even see Knox anywhere. And Josh flicked it out there with a flick of come on. It was third. Nah. I think it was a, what, was it second? I feel like it was four. I, I think it was like fourth and three or fourth and two or something like that. May, I, I could be wrong in the comments. Let mm -hmm. me know. But it was it was that fourth quarter play where Josh tossed it to Knox behind two defenders. And then out of nowhere, this guy is like, I, I, look, you yeah. can have a plan. Give him the playbook. Matter of yeah. fact, Josh, call those dudes and give them the playbook. Just give it to them. <laughs> We're going to give you a little bit of a head start. Um, we are 14-point favorites. So 14 and a half was the last I heard. Um, but yes, to your point. So Josh Allen's stat line. So I'm somewhere between 115 yards for Kenny Pickett and 280. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at in there. But Josh Allen, I know a bunch of people are putting it in there as far as uh, what their stat line predictions are. Josh Allen, for me, in this game, you know, the Steelers are still a formidable defense, and Josh, Al Josh Allen hasn't had a mountain of success. So we beat him two years ago. Uh, he, I think he had a modest day. We lost to them last year. The offense struggled. Josh talked about it today as far as them showing the, the, the offense things they were not prepared for at all. One of them was Melvin Ingram, who the Bills played mm -hmm. against the Dolphins. That dude is just a Bill killer. I, I think I'm going to lab label him the Bill killer. Um, but I think Josh Allen has a modest day as well. I think he's probably in that three, 320 range, which is a modest, a day, modest day for Josh. It is right. 
I mean, he doesn't. It's just crazy. No, it's just crazy to think like a 300 plus yard game is a modest day for a quarterback. But you're right. Like, that's how we view Josh now. And it's like, oh, he he could go out and throw for four. Right. It's crazy. So maybe, you know, same thing. Three touchdowns, maybe one rushing, one of those rushing. But uh, I think Josh is going to have a good day. I don't think the Bills necessarily have a problem. Steelers will probably hit some plays, but I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to pose a threat. Final score needs it. My fantasy needs it. Final score. Yeah. For me, um, I, I think the Bills cover the spread. I think it's um, probably even more than that. Like, I'm going like 35 to 10. I just, you know, I just don't see. Uh, look, unless Najee Harris has a day, they actually have two good running backs now. It's not just Najee, but unless the running game has a day, I just don't, I really, I, there's no way I'm going to, and I look, if I'm wrong, I'll come out here next week and I'll tell everybody, look, I was wrong. Yeah, I know I don't have a problem coming out here admitting when I, I messed up. I just don't see Kenny Pickett having a day against this Buffalo. Pit. First of all, and then and then Jordan got challenged nationally, like to get more interceptions. I can, I, I can <laughs> I can tell you with confidence. I can tell you with confidence. He took that personally, and he is looking for two this weekend. He's looking for two. <laughs> I'm just telling you. That would be amazing. That's I didn't fun. say he said that. What I said is I can tell you he's looking for two. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who Stickman is, but this is great. So Stickman actually says uh, three twenty. Oh, oh, sorry, it it, yeah, and then he sits up the fourth quarter. <laughs> Modest day for Josh Allen. Um, score wise, man, 14 and a half is a lot, dude. And Vegas always kind of knows what's up. Um, but I'm probably in that 28 to 17 range, 35 to I can't see them scoring three touchdowns. Can you see them scoring three touchdowns? No, I think they score one in a field goal. That's what's at 10. Like, they're not doing, Maybe, I, you know, like, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Rethinking it, I might be right there with you where you are. 35 to 13, 35 yeah. to, right, 17. Pfft. Wildest dreams line, bro. Pay all pro po. Can I ask Freddie why he has a Grey Goose bottle as his profile picture? Like, this is this is, a, just this is insane. You, you can't ask permission to do something when you do it. <laughs> well, technically, I can. Like, I, I didn't quite ask him. But, uh, you know, but, yeah, let's look at these scores. So where, where are you at with it? I'm probably going to land at 35-13. 35-13. I can see that. 35-10 is where I'm at. But 35-13, I wouldn't be too. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm seeing, like, we feel like, you know, Steph says she thinks they might score 17 max. I can't I, see I, two I, touchdowns. I can't. The Bills can't. do everything they can to take away the best player on offense from the other team. As much Najee Harris is a nice player. He's not the most dominant running. He's not Delvin Cook at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't he's not Derrick Henry. Like he's not that dude at running back. It, could he potentially become that guy? Yes. I just don't see a situation where he goes crazy. The only way they score two touchdowns is if Najee Harris loses his mind in this football game. And the Bills are not going to let that happen. And Sunday, I'm looking at it now, too. So uh, game time. 58 and sunny. In the, yep, 50s and sunny. So, look, I, I don't. Josh will not have any limitations. Josh is going to come out there, and Josh is going to be that dude. And I, I don't see it. I don't see it, Joe. Yeah, I agree 100%. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been tuned into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network presented by Picasso's Pizza. My name is Joe Miller, one of the hosts of this here show. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. That guy over there is one of my very best friends in the whole world, Jay Spence the King. You can find him on Twitter at Jay Spence the King. Jay Spence, final words. Go Bills. And pay <laughs> pay all pro Pay my dude. 
it's I don't I mean you it's I know I get annoying. I understand. No, I, I'm I'm trying to. So it's it's literally, but it's not just Poe. It's like Tremaine. Right. I, That's what I said. I know I get annoying. I know I do. I get annoying. Pay Jordan Poyer, go get that thing, and then go build. I mean, it's. I think I think you're right there. I think I don't. Yeah, I think we're good, ladies and gentlemen. We love you. Go ahead. You say something. No. Let's go. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Go Bills. Peace. Go Bills. Mm-hmm.